Are you happy in your business? Now, I have had my share of emotional ups and downs in my 20 years of being a solo entrepreneur coach. And the patterns I've seen in myself and in my clients is that those downs are usually when I was personally feeling unfulfilled. Sometimes it was because a launch that flopped and sometimes it was just life and had nothing to do with business. But those ups, oh boy, those are the times when I was feeling my most authentic and completely aligned to my purpose or when I just felt like I was rocking that work-life balance. I would be thinking, I could do this all day long and never feel tired. One of my loves is sharing what works for me and what has been working for my clients to achieve this very feeling, full of passion, happiness, peace, and freedom. So I decided to create a private podcast for coaches. Maybe you just want to develop better communication skills that boosts engagement, leads to better results, and makes you feel like you're actually making a difference in the lives of the people you serve. Then you're invited too. We talk about this and more in the UBU private podcast for coaches. Whether you're a mentor, a parent, or run a client-focused business, coaching skills benefit everyone and anyone who wants to communicate in a way that builds relationships. Fall in love with your life and business again. Click the link in the show notes for your invitation to join us right now. Then come back and enjoy this episode. Hey, Difference Maker. Today we're talking about superpowers. I've been told all of my life, Jen, I wish I had your energy. And now it's more like, Jen, I wish I had your optimism because honestly, I'm a little stingier with my energy these days. But you know what? That's my superpower. Having the energy, having the optimism. Wouldn't it be nice to know what your innate superpower is? Or at least validate what you've been told that you are a master of and that you're just so good at. Well, in today's episode, I'm going to go through each type of the Enneagram and describe the superpower of each of those types. And if you know your type, I'm curious if you agree with my descriptions. Let's get started. It's time to stop comparing yourself to others and plug in to what is uniquely you. Welcome to Unbox Your Personality, the podcast for coaches, parents, and mentors like you who understand that your happiness makes you more effective at what you do, bringing out the best in others. I'm Jen Higgins, personality strategist and Enneagram fluff remover. Get laser focused on who you are and who you aren't, so you're free to make the impact you were born to make and have fun doing it. Your personality is your business, so let's get down to business. The day I shared with my Enneagram teacher that I finally figured out which Enneagram type describes me, she asked me if I would share the story during class as a learning opportunity for for the rest of my classmates. First, you have to know that prior to seeing a qualified Enneagram coach, I got most of my information from books, taking all the tests, laughing at all the memes, and just trying to stitch it all together. And I was absolutely confused because I had squarely convinced myself that I am totally a type four. Plus the test told me so. 
Now hear me out. We all know that I'm not a type four, but just bear with me through this story. So in my class, here I am explaining to the other students why I thought I was a four. I explained how I felt isolated as a child of immigrant parents. I wasn't quite of their culture and I wasn't quite of American culture. And then you throw small town life on top of that. So I tended to think of this as what made me special and because it made me stand out. And a lot of times I would exaggerate that part of me for attention or just to feel like I was different and feel special in that difference. And if I had anything bad that happened, I just marked it up as just a part of life. And I found myself really gravitating toward people who were sad or hurting. And I would go and be sad and hurt with them and try to cheer them up. Now, back in 2001, when 9-11 happened, I was so deeply impacted by the 9-11 events. And I fell into a really deep depression, even though I personally didn't suffer a loss um, in the attacks. But there were some very close calls. I had a lot of coworkers. I was in corporate at the time that were in New York at the time. I had college friends that were working at the Pentagon and were actually there when it happened. They were safe, of course, but some very, very close calls. And that really, really impacted me and my sense of safety in the world as, as it did for lots of people in America. And then that following year, my husband and I had a miscarriage after overcoming the seven years. So we waited seven years before we started having kids. And I just had this negative self-talk that I wasn't going to be a good parent. So after seven years of overcoming that negative self-talk limiting belief that I wasn't going to be a good parent, finally decided to have children, try for children, and we had a miscarriage. And then when our elder son, when he was born, he was two years old, he started showing signs of autism, which led to a lot of isolation and rejection because playdates got canceled, birthday invitations stopped coming, people were afraid of him, um, people didn't understand me, Mother's Day Out programs were, were kicking us out, and that included Mom's Night Out for me. I stopped getting invitations for that. And there's, there's a whole lot more heartache on the list that I'm not going to go through because it's bleh. <laughs> but I was literally rattling these things off, maybe even more quickly than I just did now with you. And my teacher stopped me and she was like, can I make an observation? And I was like, sure. She said, Jen, you're talking about some really, really painful things here. And I just want to note that you're smiling and laughing. And it wasn't until she said that that I didn't even realize it. But she was right. I was, I was smiling and laughing because I knew I was stereotyping the type four, that I was looking at behaviors and circumstances and, and not motivations. I was smiling and laughing because the type seven in me was absolutely fascinated by how I was so sure that I was a type four and I had completely boxed myself into it. 
I was smiling and laughing at the fact that there was no shame in my mistake or in the journey that I took. Like I understood the purpose of having to believe that I was a four to get to a seven and completely baffled at how blind I was to my core motivations. Even after over a year of research with the Enneagram, and I don't do anything lightly. If I research something, I will research it to death. So it was just very interesting that she could point out just in my telling the story that I was putting a positive energy spin to my laundry list of depressive events. And in my years of depression during those times, I felt so dramatic because of all that emotional pain that I was going through. You know, the normal pain people are supposed to experience when you get life-changing news like all of those. But it felt so heavy to me, so heavy, like I just needed to stop. And now I'm realizing that it felt that heavy because usually I reframe it. And this was something that I just couldn't reframe. I couldn't reframe terrorism. I couldn't reframe autism and the fear that's associated with parenting under those kinds of circumstances after I already had this fear of not being a good parent. Plus, I had a lifetime reservoir of suppressed negative emotions that dated way back that was starting to begin to surface at this time. So... It was, I'm not going to lie, it was a poop show. So kudos to my husband for sticking with me through all that and after that. But since then, I've really learned to embrace my type 7's superpower, which is that power of positive thinking, bringing in positive energy and optimism. So what I want to do in this episode is go through the other types and list the superpowers of each of the types. And you're likely going to recognize your own ability to do multiple things on this list from all the different types. And that's awesome. I want you to own that because that is called being well-rounded. But the superpower of your Enneagram type is going to be that strength that you probably have that comes so easy to you and so naturally that you don't even know it's a strength. You might even take it for granted. You, You might take it for granted that everyone can do that and maybe even get frustrated when they can't do it as easily as you can. The other indicator of your superpower is that It can also be your Achilles heel that can result in your fatal flaw or the shadow side of your type. So let's go ahead and go through them. Here are the superpowers and my sources are from my Get Connected to Your Business course plus Beatrice Chestnut's book, The Complete Enneagram. So let's start with type 8. The type 8's superpower is the power of strength and fearlessness. It's literally a superpower. (laughs) And type 8's are naturally driven by this superpower or what I call willpower to protect other people. Type 9's superpower is the power of steadfast support. You can always count on them to support you. They are naturally driven to be inclusive of all people 
very non-judgmental and extremely patient and steadfast in their support of others. Type 1's superpower is the power of integrity and standards. Pretty high standards, as a matter of fact. They're naturally driven to problem solve and process improve and make things better. The Type 2's superpower is the power of friendly communication and support. Type 2's are naturally driven to empathize with other people and offer nurturing for them. Type 3's superpower is the power of being quick and impressive when they're achieving things. Type 3's are naturally driven to just get things done and look amazing doing it. Type 4's superpower is the power of emotional intuition. They have a natural drive to empower others by accepting imperfections, by making suffering and and pain not so taboo, and helping others really process their emotions. Type 5's superpower is the power of rationale and objectivity. So type 5's are naturally driven to be observant and collect information so that they can make educated decisions or analyses. Type 6's superpower is the power of detecting hidden agendas. So we need type 6's in our lives because they're naturally driven to question in support or to advocate a cause. And then we come back to the type 7 whose superpower is the power of positive thinking. Now, type 7s are naturally driven to create positive energy so that they can lift the mood or to entertain other people to cheer them up. So the big question is now, do you agree with this list? I really want to know how this resonates with you. I'd love for you to send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is at PowerCoachJen. And give me a follow while you're there. I don't have a ton of followers since I tend to be kind of social media shy. But I'm starting to get more comfortable with the idea of it. So do me a favor. Boost my self-esteem a little bit. You know, as as I venture down through this domain of social media. And give me a follow and, and share it with someone. I'd appreciate it. And then go ahead and send me a DM and let me know. How are you going to own your superpower? I personally read every DM that I get and answer every legit DM I get. Now, knowing that I completely identify with the type 7, 100%, I've now been able to really embrace my superpower of positivity. I used to think that I got on people's nerves because I was so cheery and so silver lining-y, if that's a word. I thought it made me look detached or dismissive or unfeeling and I mean I got shushed a lot because I was kind of a loud I was a loud child but now I know to really own that superpower of mine that this is something that people need and that I can bring to the table with very little effort but it's also critical to know that the pendulum can swing the other way and Our superpower turns out to be the very thing that leads to your fatal flaw, if it's not used in a healthy way. 
And that's what I'm going to talk about in the next episode. Even though the seven in me would rather focus on superpowers, <laughs> it's very important for us to understand both sides of the coin and balance that. That is actually how you unbox your personality, by recognizing both sides, our shadow side and our light side, our yin and our yang. Because when you unbox yourself, you unleash your power. Thank you for listening, subscribing, and reviewing the Unbox Your Personality podcast. To learn more about yourself, go to powercoachgen.com. Find out how you are different so you can make your difference.